Morning guys, welcome to the FPL Juice Show daily podcast. It's me, Nick. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice sunny Sunday. Well, it is where I am anyway. And we've had an absolutely mental game week again. One that's killed all of us Salah captaincy owners, um, which is pretty much most people as far as I could tell. Um, So yeah, great day of results. We saw for the first time Man United getting a clean sheet. So... Some uh, Dallow owners rewarded there if anyone still hold on to the assets and Bruno Fernandes getting off the mark for the season. So still, for me, not enough against Southampton, one of the poorest teams in the league so far from what we've seen. Um, certainly not enough to be bringing in assets, but uh, obviously keep an eye on Man United if Ten Hag does get them playing how he wants to. They could be an option going forward and who knows with the price rises because of the amount of players that have been dropped from Man United and, 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 and removed from our squads and how much they've dropped in price already. There could be some value there in the uh, the weeks and months going forward. Elsewhere, Brentford had a one-all draw against Everton. So we saw uh, Anthony Gordon popping up with a goal again, uh, looking good, and Janelt for Brentford. So a couple of people we've seen and considered already this time this season. But there's so many other better options. I don't think uh, Everton assets need to be at the forefront of our minds just yet. Brighton continued their good form. Um, with Pascal Gross in particular again scoring another goal. So he's actually uh, had a price rise, I think, last night as well, which I'll come on to in a minute. So we've seen again, um, you know, there's no sign of them letting up. Leeds were looking pretty good um, the last few weeks, but uh, a 1-0 loss to them. Um, Obviously, a lot of people brought in Rodrigo last week, so would have been disappointed, but Brighton was away was always going to be a tough game for them, so I wouldn't read too much into that. Um, The main thing is, I think, from that game, what we're reading into is that Robert Sanchez is really, really emerging as the must-have 4.5 keeper. Although, Raya got a seven-pointer with his two bonus and six saves. So, you know, Raya or Sanchez, I think, are the go-to keepers at the minute. You can't really rely on anyone else, even these, um, you know, Edison and, and, and people like that. You know, they're just not keeping as many clean sheets as you would expect, so... Yeah, definitely go for the 4.5 budgets at the minute if I was you. Um, We saw Leicester versus Chelsea as well. So Sterling with a brace, really interesting, and assists from James and Kukurea, which are players that a lot of people will have in their teams. Obviously, those two Chelsea defenders. We're hearing that Fafana has pretty much done the deal. 75 million from Leicester to Chelsea now. So... At 4.4, I'm definitely bringing him in. Um, it sounds like he's going to be playing one of the three centre-backs. And for 4.4, where are you going to get a, a top-four team defender for 4.4 million? So I think that's definitely an option. Um, for Leicester, it was the goal was scored by Harvey Barnes, and it was Vardy who got the assist. So, But again, Leicester just looked poor, and there's really nothing to invest in for them. Um, the big scoring games and the games that we had much more interest in throughout the, uh, the rest of the day was the Liverpool, who, of course, beat... Bournemouth 9-0. Um, goals for basically everyone in the world apart from Salah. So Firmino got two, Luis Diaz got two, and then Van Dijk, Trent, Elliot, and Carvalho came on for his uh, first goal as well. Um, and again, the assists we saw from Trent and Robbo. Uh, Simicas randomly got a couple as well towards the end, and uh, Firmino got three. So it's a good game in terms of Trent, and it's a good game if anyone's kept hold of Robertson or Van Dijk even but Luis Diaz was kind of the standout for that and I'm certainly going to be looking to I had him dropped him when the results weren't looking good but now things seem to be picking up I'm bringing him in before the uh, 
for the price rise. Um, but yeah, the shock was how did Liverpool score nine and Salah not get one return? That is pretty mad. Um, on to the Man City game. So Man City, as they, as they did before against uh, Newcastle, went behind. Um, they were 2-0 down with own goal from John Stones and, and Anderson, who looks awesome in the air. Any set piece is always a threat. Scored for Palace. Um, but as they do, they always came back. So in the end, it was a goal from Bernardo, who still seems to be plodding along, even though there's rumours of him going to Barcelona. If that doesn't happen, Bernardo does look in a bit of form, similar to how we've seen before. Um, albeit the goal was a bit of a lucky deflected one. But the main story was the Haaland hat-trick. So much power and pace, especially for that third goal. Great header for the second and just in the right place, right time. Um, as we always kind of thought with a poaching type player in that Man City team, a real striker, he's just going to be in the right place every time to, to put away those easy chances, as it were. So he picked up all the bonus, as you would expect. Um, yeah, and it's a great anyone, listen, anyone who captained... Um, Haaland would have had massive gains today um, with a hat-trick as opposed to Salah with his paltry six-point return. Um, and then finally it was Arsenal um, who beat Fulham 2-1. So we saw again Martin Odegaard still popping up with the goals and Gabriel who caused the mix-up leading to Mitrovic's equaliser, uh, sorry, opening goal. And then it was Gabriel himself who headed in the winner at the end. So some really good... Uh, Performances managed to watch most of that game live. Uh, assists from Saka and William Saliba, who continues to, to look impressive. Another one that I'm looking to bring in. Um, the bonus went to Odegaard, though. He seems to be playing really, really well. Again, it's Saka's obviously got an assist in this game, but it does feel like Odegaard, Martinelli, they're, they're really worth considering um, at a cheaper price point. So potentially still lots of options in that Arsenal team is pretty much... Most people I've seen are going for an Arsenal triple-up now. Good value in defence. Jesus, of course, and then any one of their midfielders have all looked quality so far this season. Um, in terms of price rises um, and falls, so notable ones we've seen. Kai Havertz has now dropped to 7.8. If Chelsea do start playing well with him involved, then that could be an option. Um, Mopai um, at Everton now just dropping to 7.8. Um, oh, sorry, 6.2. And in terms of the rises, which are far more interesting, Pascal Gross now up to 5.8. Don't get too caught out. Yes, he's gone up 0.3 since the start of the season, but he's still under 6 million, so it's good, good value for a player that's in form. I'm not bringing him in myself, but don't feel like you've missed out. One of the worst mistakes that a lot of managers make is look at that original price that they could have bought him for at the start of the season and think, wow, I've missed the boat now. It's, no, it's never too late. Make that decision. If you do think that he's worth, just look at him. Is he worth anything under 6 million, 100% the way he's playing at the minute? I don't really have the flexibility in my current squad to bring him in, but he's a great option. Um, Mitrovic, again, with that goal, he could have had, I mean, he had a couple of good headers as well, good chances. So he's up to 6.7 now and again, does look a good option. Um, obviously, we've seen Callum Wilson out injured as well. So, uh, potentially a replacement for him. Quick, easy choice. Um, then you've got Harrison at Leeds up to 6.1. Luis Diaz, of course, up to 8.1. And Haaland on the rise again, 11.8 now. So really nice options there um, to still get involved in. And so I don't think you're too late. Even with someone like Haaland, it's not too late to change. Um, you've just got to find that value elsewhere. Who knows? Maybe, maybe bringing in Gross. Um, who, could, who could free up that 0.3 million for you? 
But yeah, all good, guys. Listen, I hope you had a good game week. I hope we do a bit better today. Of course, we've got some um, great fixtures coming up. We've got Aston Villa, West Ham. So it would be interesting if West Ham can turn their fortunes around because of good options in that West Ham team last year. But nothing that's looked uh, good so far. Um, and then obviously Wolves, Newcastle later on, where a lot of people will be keeping an eye on um, the Newcastle defence. who have been so solid. Maybe Trippier is an option as well. And then, of course, the, light, the late game is... Nottingham Forest hosting Spurs, which everyone will be keeping an eye on Harry Kane. Son, who had another price drop as well, um, could could emerge as a value option later on in the season, but he's still too expensive at the minute for me, the way they've been playing. Um, Kulisewski and Perisic will be the main players to watch in that game for most people. But guys, good luck for the rest of your game week, and I'll catch you later. Hi guys and welcome back to another Daily Juice with myself, Ray. First of all, I have to uh, pretty much review my last one where I said I couldn't believe that people were selling Trent. And uh, there he is with 17 points after an absolutely unreal performance against Bournemouth. Saying that Liverpool were just outstanding, you know, 9-0, he got 17 points. I also discussed about Luis Diaz as well and I think he ended up with 14 points and Robertson with 9 points as well. It was just insane for me that people were selling him. They were always going to react and also, uh, you know, you're looking at probably the worst team in the Premier League. You know, nine goals, Scott Parker absolutely struggling there at the moment. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think there's now going to be mass transfer ins now for these Liverpool players. And me personally as well, I'm looking at Luis Diaz because uh, it puts the fear of God in me. Every time I watch him play, so I might use Robertson as a way to get to Luis Diaz. Next thing I really want to discuss is uh, Martin Odegaard. So, being an Arsenal fan, of course, I watch a lot of Arsenal games as much as I can. And I thought he was absolutely thrilling against Fulham. Not a great performance from us, but he was absolutely the uh, main architect for everything creative. The epitome of creation, honestly. I mean, he could have got like two or three assists, let alone two goals as well. He just ran the whole game. Influenced the game. Uh, that kind of uh, right central midfield stroke right attacking mid positioning he's just got down he's just got it locked now uh, absolutely phenomenal performance um, using all of these uh, very very uh, high praise words to describe him but uh, Erdegaard really was the uh, central key cog in that team and when you look at the fixtures coming up for Arsenal you know we have Villa of course and then we've got Manchester United away Everton at home, Brentford away. Next four games could be a fantastic opportunity to get on to Odegaard. And it's also being proven by the amount of uh, managers who are getting him in at the moment. So ahead of game week five, he's actually the fifth most transferred in player with over 300,000 transfers. So he is definitely an asset that people are starting to climb on at the moment. And one that uh, could really, really prove to be very very uh rewarding for managers bringing him in at six and a half million and as a captain as well he's absolutely the nailed player in the arsenal team as well i, I just can't foresee any 
um, scenarios where he would not start unless, of course, being banned or injured. But, uh, you know, I think in the Europa League, he'll, he, he won't start, at least before the new year and also in the domestic cups as well. And, of course, we've got a lot of games this season before the World Cup that are going to be isolated together. Now, I think Odegaard will just basically be prepped for the Premier League. So I think he's a fantastic player to have. Um, takes not the majority of set piece, pieces, but he takes a few set pieces as well, especially with the free kicks. Not really the corners, it's more Saka who takes those Saka and Martinelli, but with the free kicks, the long-range free kicks, he's someone who likes to kind of arc it in, inwards, especially if it's being taken from the right side. So I think Martin Odegaard is a player that we absolutely should start considering. Me, myself, I, I do have triple Arsenal at the moment, which is Martinelli, Jesus and Ramsdale. But I'm tempted to maybe take out Ramsdale and then open up space for Odegaard. But then again, triple Arsenal for me is just a, a bit too heavy for me. I, it's not something that I would advocate. But um, if you only have two Arsenal at the moment, uh, or only one Arsenal attacker, I think Erdegaard could be the player that we look at rather than Martinelli. I, I still think we should keep Jesus for now uh, because he's looking extremely dangerous. But with Erdegaard having three goals um, in four appearances so far, and those assists for me are going to come up. They are going to start to climb. Uh, I think he's a fantastic asset that we should all consider. So thank you very much for that. Hope you enjoyed my daily juice. I'll be back with another one in a few days. Uh, also, make sure to tune in to the FPL Juice show tomorrow, where the punditry is going to be on cocktails. So, uh, you know, I might go in with Long Island Ice Thierry Henry. Uh, why not? So, um, yeah, make sure to search us in this aspect on YouTube. Uh, just type in FPL Juice and you'll see all our shows there. And uh, our pundit this week will be Aaron as well. So that'll be excellent. FPL Plonker. All right, guys. Take care. Bye bye.